Good morning, RN family, and welcome back to the Under the Zambian Sun podcast brought to you by me, your host, Kaz Mangala, Response Network's Communications Officer. Today, we are kicking off episode one of our Get to Know Our Staff series. So exciting, yay. And today, we have our first guest with us. I will let him introduce himself. So let's get right into it. Good morning, family. Um, my name is Simpoko Julius. I'm the head of programs for Response Network. Awesome. Welcome to the Under the Zambian Sun podcast. Thank you. So today we'll be prying into your life just a little bit to get to know you so that our listeners can get a feel for who our HOP is. So we're going to get right into your questions. My first question for you today is, are you an early bird or are you more of a night owl? Well, I would say both, which is a, a bit tricky. Someone would ask, how how both are you? Um, I think I'm always late to, to, to sleep, obviously the last person uh, to finish up, to do everything. But also I'm always waking up early I'd say I'm one person who can have uh, uh, three to four hours sleep in 24 hours, and that's enough. Three to four hours. Yeah. I cannot relate. I need a solid seven or eight. The second question I have for you, who has influenced you the most when it comes to how you approach your work? Who would you say that is? Um, I would say quite a number, but um, I think in the early stages of um, when I started working, um, the first uh, supervisor we had, she was a lady, and surprisingly, uh, most people have not really much been influenced by ladies, especially coming from, like, if if you're a man, but really it was a lady because of how she tackled her tact and... um, her approach to work, how she brought up, you know, the team together, how she would just rotate each one of us to take up responsibilities, how she should coach. And that was the first time I got like into a formal, formal, you know, kind of a job. Before I was exposed to different areas of working, but the moment I met that lady, her name is uh, Selenia Matimel. Yeah. Quite interesting. Um, how do you prefer to start your day? Of course, um, I'm an early bird, so I would wake up around four for prayer. I would leave everyone sleeping at home. At least start a day with either you know jogging or a bit of an exercise. And then um, of course a shower, a cup of tea or a cup of coffee be it hot or cold, I think uh, it brightens my day. And then how do you prefer to end your day? How I prefer to end my day? That's situational. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what? Depending on um, the particular day. Uh, Of course, a Friday I would want to end the day uh, possibly. It's been a long week. I want to, you know, um, refresh, maybe have a through, you know, a beer mm-hmm. or, or whiskey. Yeah, that ends my day beverage. on a Friday. But these other days, I think um, 
it will just be you know watch tv have a late night because i can't sleep before midnight so yeah that's it and <laughs> um, what was your first job that you've ever had the first job i had was um actually worked as a social worker um and that was on a voluntary basis that was somewhere in 2005 2005 2006 i think that was end of 2005 yeah i was right in the northern region of uh, the country in indola and uh, around that time i just finished college and i was wondering what to do next yeah most of my peers would want to wait to get a paying job but how i just left home you know with a suitcase and i told my family my parents my siblings i was going to start a life it was like a joke but it's, this is unpaid for kind of a job yeah. but i still took up the challenge and that was my first job i enjoyed um the people were welcoming uh they were able to you know expose me to a few things we were able to actually achieve results influence people to start you know businesses to, to to start social enterprises that was awesome and the work was focusing on uh, hiv related um, activities yeah so it was actually hiv and you know uh, development issues yeah Oh, in that vein, what led you to this career? What led you on this career path? <clears throat> this career path. Yeah. Um, I think that's what even stimulated my my interest because then um, I was just coming from college and um, possibly later on I'll talk about um, how I got into this career, maybe into this profession. But basically, I. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I stimulated self-interest um, upon that voluntary work that I did and it was from there that I, I got um, a new job where I got most influenced on how I actually approach work because it was now more in an organized and, and paying job. So it was experience after experience and you realize that um, a career can actually come naturally and uh, you can actually grow interest as you are you know uh, living your life in, in a certain career yeah so what is the biggest misconception people have about your position or your career <laughs> that's a big one <laughs> it's a big one it is um about this career this is a career that exposes you to different people, you know, the vulnerable, uh, the well-to-do, uh, you know, the, the business-minded people, you know, just any kind of a person. So you'd fit in any situation, actually. And so uh, that in itself makes people just believe you are well-connected. Everything is well with you. Even if you're not so well-connected, everyone just sees yes, you too. as a well-connected person. To an extent that some people just think within a snap of a finger, you can hook them a job. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the way things work no, out, actually. Yeah, that. sure. Uh, so that's about, uh, I think that's the biggest misconception people have. People oh. think you're the head honcho, the one to see for a job. <laughs> 
not really they just feel yeah you can get everything done you can just yeah without effort you you get what you want to get at any time at any particular time but that's a misconception about maybe the career or the position because that has to do with possibly your attitude your perception you know your behavior towards how you want to achieve your goals okay so what do you do to turn things around when you're having a bad day we all have those bad what do you do it's a tricky one it's a tricky one um i think if a day is going bad you you you, you need to what i personally do is uh i listen to myself more I withdraw. I tend to withdraw um, and put myself with an independent mind to look at, uh, you know, a situation from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, a bad day will lead to another bad event, another bad thing. So I just tend to withdraw and sit back, think through. Yeah. I think being quiet has helped uh, to avoid many bad days. Yeah, otherwise throwing it on somebody, maybe my wife would suffer to throw it on her for a bad day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what drains you outside of work? Mm, outside of work, I think there's just so much to do. I want to be everywhere. I want to see each and every friend. I I, I want to do so much, but then um, I don't have the time. There's so much limited time, so I think uh, that really drains me. Um, it drains me in that um, I don't feel good when people complain I'm not seen. And if I look at myself, if I look at myself, I only get to see myself just being committed much to work and of course not seeing my friends. But it's important to also know you can't satisfy every person. You can't see every person. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so what energizes you outside of work? Mm, um, I think I get much of um, the energy and the inspiration from, you know, I would say the time I'll spend, uh, say, with my kids. Yeah, I think that gives me energy. It, it, it does because uh, obviously outside work, uh, I'm looking forward to to being with family. Yeah, so I think that is very important, and uh, it gives me so much energy. It, it it just drives me. It puts me to have an attitude and to have a positive outlook. Yeah. Hmm. What is a trip that changed you, and why? A trip that changed. Yes. Okay. Um. Um. I don't know which angle I would actually take this question. A trip as maybe a visit somewhere, yeah, or maybe is. along my way, and what just made me change. However you want to interpret. Okay. Sure. I think um, <clears throat> I've had so much and so many trips, and each of these trips have come with, uh, you know, um different, uh, you know, changes on my life. But I think one of the trips that really took me to take a self-introspection. By the way, I was a person who wasn't even interested in, say, getting married or having a family. 
because I've always had uh, a problem of, you know, workaholism. Mm-hmm. And I thought, obviously, uh, you won't have the time. But there's this one particular trip that I took. Uh, it was a school trip and um, it was in a different culture. And I had to reflect much about myself, uh, much about what I need because I was in a different culture. And uh, I think it changed me, though it took time for people to realize that this is the trip that changed him. Yeah, like when I got back, imagine just saying, I want to have a family and everyone is looking at you like, what? What is he talking about? (laughs) Yeah, so I think it changed me. It also changed me in how I perceive work, how I perceive time, how I perceive, you know, space and how I just perceive things around me. So I think it's, it was <coughs> it was a trip worth taking. Sure, thank you. <laughs> um, what is our next question? What is one thing most people don't know about you? I think people don't know that I've got uh, the quiet side of me. Hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. there? There is a quiet side of me. Okay. And um, I think it works in antagonistic. When I'm home, mostly I'm quiet. Uh-huh. And imagine when I'm home, obviously I'm under someone's responsibility, my wife, and should say, the way you're so outgoing when you're at work or when you're with your friends, you come back home, you're so quiet, like you don't have anything to talk about. Right. Yeah. But uh, on the outside world, people always say I talk too much. I'm a chatterbox. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be a true rumor because then also, you know, maybe your position, maybe your career requires you to be outgoing and to talk so you can interact with people. But uh, basically, people don't know about my quiet side. Yeah. Do now, whether they believe it or not, it's it's now out there. They've heard it from me. They've They've heard heard it from me. Okay, what is the best advice you have given? Who was it from? Best advice. Yes. Um, I think the best advice I've had um, when I had a low moment. Uh, There was a time I lost a job, and I just felt, you know, nothing can really come by, and I think I was giving up. I was like, okay. Uh, maybe I need to get into maybe the circles of, uh, you know, a different career path. Like I said earlier, you know, career is not something that you can choose or you say you're developing because of your interest. But it's something that comes and that gets stimulated along the way as you're pushing your your cards. So um, there's this man, Alec, who just said, you know, young man, um, Everything happens for a reason, and there's always a reason why it has to take a shape that it has taken. But if I look at you from the interactions I had with him, he told me of three key things. He said if only you could combine your academic experience, your, your character, and your work experience, once you manage to strike a balance on these three things, uh, it becomes easy for you to have a different perception about life, about what has just happened to you, and how you want to, to move forward. 
yeah so i think that was the best advice of course there's quite a number of issues that we talked about but um these three uh, key words that he gave me i think um i took time to reflect and um it was the best advice i would say because it keeps driving me and that's some good seven eight years ago so you can imagine up to date they are still fresh and stuck with me For a light-hearted question, we've come from some really deep questions. So for a little icebreaker, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A real, a real serious light uh, question. Yeah. I think uh, the time I was growing up, uh, mostly, I would say, um, the most common jobs of course, everyone growing up, they'll say, I want to be a policeman, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a teacher, you know. Uh, I think around that time, I'm a social worker, there was not much social work talked about in Zambia. But I'm not afraid to mention, I was geared all the way through my life. I wanted to be a doctor. And for that matter, I wanted to specifically you know specialize in um, you know gynecology okay. yeah that was me interesting specialization very interesting <laughs> I, I i just wanted you know that and and possibly um i know i could have positively contributed but like i said with career it's about what you're being exposed to of course there's what you want there's where life is taking you so i think you have no control here I am. I think I'm. I still feel I'm a good social worker. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any hidden talent, and what is it? Mm, some hidden talent. <laughs> um, I am a writer. I can actually write, but um, that's a talent that I have. I can write and I've, I've tried to put these stats uh, together. But each time I've started writing, um, I don't finish my work because of time. So maybe one day I'm going to finish um, about two, three different uh, books that I've, I've started. Yeah, because um, I also enjoy reading. So I think. Yeah. But it's not on your question card, but then I have to ask, what type of writing do you do? I'm uh, intrigued. <laughs> um, fiction, non-fiction. I, this is my talent. So I, I'm one person that can really visualize a lot of things. So if I just put my mind to read, I can write quite a number. But so far, I've written, I've started, I've, I've, I've tried to write a script about a movie. I've done, um, you know, a script about, uh, you know, community work. Um, I've done a script about, you know, exercising and uh, the benefits. So I think I'm diverse. So if I can do those three, trust me, I can do the fiction aspect. That is for real, hidden talent. I did not know about that. Yeah, definitely. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. You're digging me. <laughs> I told you we're prying into your life today. So, if you could choose a name for yourself, what would it be? I feel like everyone has given themselves a fake name at some point. 
what what's the name you would choose for yourself ah okay i think <coughs> excuse me i think i'll still remain julius yeah mm-hmm. your best? julius of course um julius is the name that was given to me you know like right and possibly they clearly understood why they felt that is a name that should be attached to me remember all the time in life you're at that stage when you can't make a decision or choose for yourself so someone does that but at my old age if i was to choose a name i think it would be some funny funny <laughs> nickname of some sort because i've had all these names along the way as i've been interacting with people so it would be difficult to choose one single name other than the family name of people If you could only eat one item for every meal for the rest of your life, just one thing, what would it be? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, every day. That's it. <laughs> um, I'm a caterpillar. Really? Guys, so. No. Trust me. <laughs> no. I'm a caterpillar guy and. Um, They call them Mopani worms. Yes. Yeah. If I tell you the history of me and those uh, delicacies, our African delicacies, yeah. Uh, my mom would say, "Don't let him cook," because you know I was growing up in a family of you know uh, five guys, two girls, okay. and so we learned how to cook. My mom would definitely say, "Don't let Julius cook," because by the time he's finishing. The pan will be half, and it won't be enough for the meal. Yeah, so I would have that for breakfast, lunch, and, and supper. I know I'd be okay, and I know that's already a balanced meal. So it's a balanced diet, rather. Yeah. That is a curveball. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. I was expect. I don't know what I was expecting. What did you expect? It was not some caterpillar. It's some chicken, some rice, some steak, or yeah, something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we learned something new every day. If you could only have three apps on your phone, which would you pick? Three apps. That's it. That's a hard one. I have like 500 apps on my phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Facebook connects you to the world. True. And uh, I think that was 2012. Someone just sent me inbox and they were like, Dude, you're online. If we could vote for someone who's online, it would be you. <laughs> of course, Facebook, because even today, I may not be so much active, but yeah. it connects me to the world. Yeah. I know I have over 5,000 friends, uh, of which I've met 80%. And then um, those are people I know in person. person. So okay. I know if I post something, I'm connected. Um, second app. Second app. I think I'll choose stick to uh, WhatsApp uh, for simple reasons. Um, it also connects me. Yeah, I have quite a number of contacts in my phone. I save them on a, on Gmail, so I don't lose contacts. Each time I get a new phone, I just you know um, retrieve from the backup, so I already have the contact. Yeah. And then the third one. Um, if I say Instagram, I would lie because um, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not very active. 
I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very active on Twitter. I, I don't know how and why. But the third app, possibly, um, I'll take you by surprise. Hmm. An app for a game, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. It just relaxes me. It relaxes my mind. One time I was playing that and uh, it nags my wife. So we went shopping and I was playing it. And this young boy looks at my phone because we, we, we are family friends and goes like, wow, uncle, you're playing Candy Crush. And my wife was like, look, even a young girl, a young boy is busy getting surprised that you're playing the game for young girls. I was like, I wish you knew how much this relaxes my mind. It's a really popular game. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think you should try it. I tried Candy Crush. I got stuck on a hard level, so I couldn't couldn't beat the level. So I didn't. Keep trying. One day you just go through that level. I might reinstall it. We'll see. Sure. Um, Speaking of books earlier, what book are you reading right now? Um, right now, I'm not really specifically reading, um, you know, maybe a professional book whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm reading more of, um, you know, uh, kids' books because Explain. the reason is that, um, um, like I said, I always want to connect with the, you know, family and, and my kids. So I have to read the story books. And then I'm able to see how I can uh, relate and relay the information to them. Um, Yeah, my son is just in the process of learning how to read. So that is actually giving me much of that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So if there's a specific book I would say I'm reading, Mm -hmm. I'm not focusing on any specific book. But I'm helping the boy to, you know. How to read. Learn how to read, and I'm impressed so far. He's seven, but he's able to read big words. Okay. I walk around here with him. He even tells me, "I saw the day you went for response network." I was like, "What? <laughs> At your age?" Yeah, I think that's awesome. And he said response network. Network response. No response network. <laughs> when other adults would say network response, response. Yeah. response is another favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so TV books. Um, what's your favorite sport to watch and what team do you root for? I'm a Ghana, Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, and um, we go up the table, we go down the table, whether we leave the Premier League, the English Premier League, I'll just stick to Arsenal. Yes, and then um, maybe in Spain, I'm, I'm Barcelona. Yeah, and um, those are my teams. So, um, I also watch basketball, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. that's been my team from way back. Yeah, so my favorite sport is actually basketball to watch and football, so these tag along. I don't have one, these tag along. I can't <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just move along. <clears throat> What's one item you can't leave the house without? That's that. Casual question for our last very question. Casual, very casual. Yeah, that I can leave my house without. Yes, one item. You cannot. You leave the house, you've forgotten it, you go back because you have to go get it. <laughs> what, what is my that? Phone. <laughs> of course. My phone. Trust me, I can leave my wallet, I can leave my ATM card, but I can't leave my phone. Yeah, because it connects me to 
to, to, to outside the world. I can easily call back home and say, hey, I think I've okay. left ABCD. Yeah, yeah. That I can relate to. As a man, I was, someone would say, I can't leave the car keys, but I mean, what if you're taking a walk? What if you're taking a run? So my phone is always with me. 24 7. 24/7. Yeah. And it's open 24 7. So that makes me comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Well, with our last question, it's already been 28 minutes, which went by really, really quickly. So I hope our listeners have learned at least one or two things about you that they didn't know before. And yeah, I hope y'all had a good time listening to our first episode. This is an ongoing series. So the next episode is coming shortly. Julius H.O.P. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome and thank you so much for hosting me. So we'll be back with the next episode of Under the Dambian Sun podcast.